0: Hello, and thank you for joining me. I am your host, Nurse Jody O'Malley, and you are listening to Nurses Out Loud. I want to start off and let you guys know that I am traveling. I am not in my studio, and I am in Michigan with two of my favorite whistleblowers, Kristen Tammy, Kristen Megan, and Tammy Clark on a girls weekend. But I thought it would be important to get this message out to you guys, especially to the Native American population. This past week, I was invited to come to the reservation to give a presentation and share my story of my whistleblowing back in September of 2021. And I was also invited to be on a Christian radio show that went out, it's called Across the Nations, and that's supposed to be airing soon. But I thought it was very important and timely that I come out and reach out to you guys and speak on the FDA approving another experimental, like uh, vaccination is what they're calling it, for a virus that has a greater than 99% survival rate with doing nothing. So, I, I wanted to speak on that. I also want to speak on the use of masking. You know, I guess Alex Jones came out a couple of weeks ago and said that he got some intel from TSA that they are going to be bringing the mask back again or travel. And I really want to reach out to you guys and tell you what my opinion is and my beliefs on what is happening, what is to come, and what we need to do. But before I start the show today, I'd like to take a moment to pray. I I am, you know, I love the Lord and I really want to stay in his will. Um, since I submitted to him in June of 2020, asking for his will to be done. I believe that um, I have been in the presence of the Holy Spirit and have allowed the Holy Spirit to guide me on this journey. And this message may be hard hitting for some, and that's okay. But um, I, I want to make sure that the Lord and the Holy spirit is guiding this conversation today because it is free form. I will just be speaking from the heart and let's just do it. Father God, I ask that you guide my heart, my mind and my tongue as my message goes forth to the world. I also ask that any body that is listening, that they have eyes to see what is happening and ears to hear and that their heart is softened to this message. Father, we know that your children are in trouble on so many different levels and evil has really taken control of our world today. People are divided. Families are divided. People have mental issues because what has been being done, what has been done to them and they're fearful of their future. So Father, I ask that you really cover them in the spirit of love and of truth and give them a sound mind as they hear what I have to say today. And I ask that in Jesus' name. Amen. So many of you know me as the HHS vaccine nurse whistleblower. I'll give a brief introduction because my hope is that people that have not heard my message and what I did um, uh, hear it, hear it on this episode today. So very briefly, I will take you back to February of 2020. February of 2020, I was sitting in the emergency room as a nurse. I, well, first of all, let's say I am a master's prepared critical care nurse, and I worked at Phoenix Indian Medical Center. It is a federal hospital under the Division of Health and Human Services and IHS, Indian Health Services, and I was working in the float pool department when COVID hit. And what that meant was that I would be floated to wherever they needed me, whether that be in the emergency room, ICU, med surge, pain management, chemotherapy, you name it. I have a very um, extensive nursing background I got my master's degree back in, I believe it was 2019, and um, nursing education is just really important to me. I love educating people in ways that they can understand. And so when I moved to the float pool department in January of 2020, um, when COVID came around, they also asked me to be hospital supervisor. Which is an administrative position. Uh, essentially, you are in control of the entire hospital. I, I worked night shift, so any issues, whether that be issues the doctor had, or nurses, or lab, um, housekeeping, maintenance, um, they they would all come to me, and I would try to resolve what you know they were. Um, what they needed. I also was privy to our inpatient numbers and helping physicians decide the proper place um, in the hospital for a patient to go to. Uh, The type of level of care is what we call it. And so let me take you back to February of 2020. I was sitting in the emergency room when another nurse started talking about this virus uh, that was coming out of Wuhan, China, and that the whole world was going to get on board with this slow the spread, um, stay home, isolate, but the world saw it as a threat. And to me, when I first heard that, I literally looked up to God in the emergency room and said to him, I'm supposed to pay attention to this part, right? Because I was raised on end times prophecy. As a little girl, I went to a Pentecostal church. I was saved uh, at, at a very young age. And there's never been a time that I didn't know our God, right? I did not have a relationship with the God, um, the father of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Now that's not saying that I didn't, you know, live in the world most of the time, but I knew who God was. And my preacher spoke on end times prophecy every single time those doors were opened. And so after i heard that the whole world was getting on board and had this revelation if you will that i needed to pay attention to it i um just decided at that moment that i was going to choose faith over fear at all cost i was going to you know look to the word of god and use my discernment and my education to get me through this and so Very quickly, I also realized that what we were being fed was propaganda. It was a constant barrage of media pushing the COVID deaths and hospitalizations. I talk about it in my book, Rare Courage, Standing for Right When You're Surrounded by Wrong. And you can get that here at the America Out Loud bookstore or on my website at Jodi or even on Amazon. But essentially the book is um, my journey as a COVID nurse and how my faith got me through it all. And so, like I said, in the beginning, I researched everything. Like I have never been the type of person, much less a nurse, to just follow orders blindly. I have to make sure that I understand the full scope of it and you know what decisions would need to be made, or the outcomes or all of that before I implemented any orders. And so when I noticed that our government was pushing propaganda 24 seven, and then talking about developing a vaccine, you know, as quickly as possible, those were all red flags to me. What else was a really big red flag was that we were going to shut down the world. We were going to prevent providers from providing for their family. We were going to institute a fear campaign that isolated people from one another and i also thought about that and i was like really we're going to isolate we're going to tell people not to go to church not to go to their aa meetings not to collaborate i think they just didn't want us to talk they they wanted to not allow us to gather because if we gather, then we have conversation. And if we have conversation, we realize that we have a lot of commonalities and maybe some things that didn't make sense to us would, you know, other people would say, this doesn't make sense either. And people would band together and, you know, thwart anything coming at us. So their campaign was very successful. Uh, They instituted the PCR test, which was never intended to diagnose. They also allowed physicians to call people ACE or call people presumed positive. And all they needed was two or more of a vast list of symptoms, you know, from back pain, a diarrhea, a cough, a sniffle, you had two or more of any of these dozens of symptoms, the doctor could call you a positive person. And so that also drove up the numbers in the hospital. When that drove up the numbers in the hospital and the people that are being tested, going to the clinics and stuff, the government was able to air all of this on mainstream media to create fear amongst people and say, look, we have so many COVID patients, Um, so many people are positive, and, you know, we're all going to die, essentially. So put on a mask. And I was like, what? Put on a mask? Since when did those ever work? And I did a little bit of research, like, you know, very little research to get me to understand what I had already known was that masks don't work for a coronavirus and they don't work for a flu. Um, the only time that we wore it in the hospital is if, a, is if a patient was symptomatic and then we would put it on. But guys, as an ER nurse, we never knew what was coming through those doors. Even if we had a huge community outbreak of a flu in the in the community, never was it even suggested to put a mask on and wear that throughout your entire shift because there are proper ways to wear a mask and you, there's, it's just impossible not to touch it, you know, and contaminate it, um, much less saying, that, you know, if we're breathing, That what we want to expel is being trapped into this mask, which to me was a type of petri dish. And so let's fast forward to um, the injections that came out in December of 2020. There was no guidance for us medical people on reporting safety signals to a reporting system called VAERS vaccine-adverse event reporting. They didn't They didn't even give us any instruction on what to look out for and what to report. And for me, I knew it was because they didn't wanna know. They didn't care to know the numbers. They just wanted to get an injection in every arm. And I was noticing a lot of safety signals. And nobody else was even asking the question to the patient that came in with these odd symptoms, were you vaccinated? And so, you know, there's been millions of undiagnosed vaccine-related injuries because of this fact. And then we'll fast forward to um, the summer of 2021, when my coworker, who, in my opinion, was coerced to take the injection by the nurses in the pharmacy, you know, that was going around and at the middle of the night saying, I have a few doses left. Anybody want them before I have to throw them away, before day shift comes in? And then the nurses, you know, looked to the few people that were unvaccinated Um, you know, and intentionally unvaccinated. They didn't want to be, you know, vaccinated. We could have gotten it in June, er, sorry, in December of 20. And here it is, July, uh, August, that, you know, we still didn't have it. And we worked the COVID floor and we were all fine. So this is what I'm talking about. Like my coworker comes in two weeks post first injection and, Um, requested to get a safe medication. This one was called ivermectin and pharmacy said she could not dispense it at this facility for COVID. She could only give it for lice or scabies or else she would lose her job. And so that's when I started recording. I started recording what was in the hospital because people needed to know what was going on because nobody was speaking out against this and surely mainstream media was not reporting it. And so that's what started me to record. I remember hearing a quote, if you want people to know the truth, tell them. If you want people to love the truth, tell them a story. And so that's what I did. I said, let me show you guys what is happening here and you decide. And so I did that and released it with an organization called project Veritas and it went viral. And then I was placed on leave for my job. I was investigated for six months and I had complaints against my nursing license. I had to, um, get a formal ethics evaluation that I had to pay for. And I was cleared of all wrongdoing. I did what I was supposed to do as a nurse. And, you know, and as a Christian woman who submitted to the Lord and said, Father, your will be done, not my own. um, When he gave me that word to record it and release it to the world, I trusted him with my whole heart and, and my life and you know it was at that point where i didn't care what happened to me i just knew that as a nurse um and a follower of yeshua that i was not going to allow this to keep happening to people and so if i had anything to do about it um i reported or i showed cases of young healthy people having um blood clots in both of their lungs um, myocarditis, pericarditis, congestive heart failure, all related to, um, a safety signal for the vaccine. Now, very shortly after that, those names became common household names and people knew what was, um, you know, knew that, Hey, there, this vaccine's not safe and effective. And for the government and doctors and nurses to, say those words out of their mouth, knowing that the insert was intentionally left blank and we really had no data. But what was happening was people who were taking the injection were coming down with COVID and, you know, they they were real tricky with their marketing on this guys, because what was happening was I'm looking at this as a safety signal you know, um, but the government was saying, well, you're not fully vaccinated until after your second dose two weeks later. You see what I'm saying? When you look and see what Pfizer tried to hide and cover up, they were talking about they, they said that they never even tested in their clinical trial if it stopped infection or transmission, I mean, that is just mind-blowing to me that you had so many educated nurses and doctors and medical uh, professionals that were saying safe and effective. And it's like, safe and effective for what? This didn't stop infection or transmission. So how can you say it's effective? Well, Pfizer said that it was really due to um, lowering hospitalizations and death. Which was just complete garbage because the hospital and the deadly hospital protocols that ensued, you know, the removal of the advocate from the bedside, the testing everybody with a PCR test, and even if they came in for a broken leg, if they tested positive for COVID, they were automatically on the isolation COVID floor. Um, we also gave an experimental medication called remdesivir that we had to monitor with daily labs. Uh, the government incentivized hospitals to use this as the only approved hospital protocol by the NIH. And they, if they did do that, they got a 20% bonus payout. And so I have just been talking to people now for almost the last two years, September 20th um, of this year, will make two years since I blew the whistle. And and finally, finally, I had a brave Native American warrior woman by the name of Jennifer Tillman, or Talaman who reached out to me. There was a couple of people that told her about me and she reached out. We went out and had coffee. I shared with her my story and my concern for the natives and how I've been trying to get on the reservation and speak and let them know that the government is essentially killing them. And I know that's such a hard statement, but I am really convicted by that now. After all I've seen and heard and done for the last two years, I I knew that this was nefarious in nature, right? Because it was propaganda and it was the vaccine was the savior. They weren't telling anybody, you know, stop eating sugar, open up the windows, Create ventilation and circulation, um, eat a healthy diet, be around your family and friends. No, they hit people on a mind, body, spirit level and people were propagandized and the Native Americans were the absolute worst affected. They lost seven years off of their lifespan. If you know of people, you know, that had passed away or lost a family member, imagine losing seven times as many people. That is what this population has had to endure. And they suffered through that and they're still suffering. And so now my message is even louder and more bold in speaking the truth because the government just this past week approved another experimental med uh, vaccine. Okay. And we're going to get into that on the second half here. Um, but they did, they approved an experimental injection for a virus that has mutated so many times that is not affecting people the way that it did after, And and here's the thing. I'm going to stop myself there because we have to understand when I say this about the lives and the deaths that we have endured, I don't believe it's from COVID. I believe it's from the handling of COVID, the way that we handled it as public health policy. And when people went into the hospital and suffered through another experimental um, injection of remdesivir and not looking at secondary infections, the isolation, the lower standards of care that doctors and nurses had to do, that was what caused the deaths in this country. And we will never, ever know the extent of how many people truly died because of COVID. We'll never know that. So I think that's something to like wrap your head around is that this was so well thought out and so intricate in design that we'll never know. And I think it's intentional. You see the enemy, Satan, is the author of confusion. It wants to create division and despair and anxiety and depression amongst us. Because if people are reacting on those types of emotion, they're not critically thinking anymore. It's crazy. It's crazy what has happened, but... Oh, it's really hard to. I, I can talk on so many different paths on this topic, but essentially, at the end of the day, people, especially Christians, they followed fear and not their faith. And so, we're going to go to break, but when we come back, I'm going to tell you about my experience of how it felt to blow the whistle. For the second time and how I don't know what that fallout is going to be. I have no idea how received my message will be, but I'm here for it. And so are you guys. And I thank you for listening to me. I thank you for supporting Nurses Out Loud. We are five nurses that want to empower and educate and inform you guys. And we are live on air Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. and 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And all of our shows go to podcast. So, guys, share our message. Go to AmericaOutloud.news and share the out loud truth. We have an app, the America Out Loud Talk radio app. And you can click on that 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and hear another radio hosts speaking their truth and um before we go to break well we're going to break but i want to tell you guys one of the best things that we can do is nasal pharyngeal sanitation and cofix rx is one of our sponsors it's a dilute povidone iodine that you essentially sniff and it helps to lower your viral load and it helps to stop the virus from replicating in your nose, which could cause systemic effects to your body. So CofixRx is awesome. And um, I highly encourage you guys to get that, put it in your purse, carry it around with you and, um, and just be prepared. And we'll be right back. It's time and this is what. Click the banner or go to America Out Loud shop to get 25% off your entire order. Use coupon code OUTLOUD25. That's coupon code OUTLOUD25.
1: For 25 years, Global Healing has proudly produced the highest quality supplements and cleansing programs that are rooted in nature and backed by science. Get 15% off all of our products using code OUTLOUD. Global Healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. Hey everyone, this is Nurse Kimberly Overton from Nurses Out Loud. Over time, our cell signaling molecules diminish, leaving us vulnerable to the wear and tear of life. With the sea of redox, we can start restoring and revitalizing our body at the cellular level. This is an incredible product that I personally use, and I can attest to seeing fantastic results that have included better sleep, increased energy, improved mood, and a decrease in my joint pain. ASEA supports our immune system and enhances our body's natural ability to repair itself. It's promoting overall well-being so that we can start experiencing a new level of vitality and resilience. It's time to take control of our health by harnessing the power of ASEA. Visit our online store at americaoutloud.shop and use promo code OUTLOUD to save 15% today. We are the pulse and voice of everyday American thought. America Out Dot News, delivering a message of truth, inspiration, and hope to the
0: world. Here we take on the challenges of our generation, so that we can preserve future generations. Join us. In the fight for liberty and justice for all, America Out Loud Talk
1: Radio.
0: Welcome back. Thank you for listening to me. I'm your host, Nurse Jody O'Malley. The first half of this program, I told you a little bit about my background as a whistleblower. And my hope is that this message goes out to the Native American communities. Um, I want to also share with you my journey this past week up to the Navajo Nation Reservation, up uh, by um, it was Window Rock. Window Rock, Arizona is where I was at. And so, Yes, I have been trying to get on the reservation and speak to people. So the last weekend, they also had their annual uh, parade and I created a flyer that gave them um, some heads up about a new vaccine coming out and for them to say no. And I talked about mask on there and isolation. And then I also gave them some tips on what they can do should the government try to come in and shut them down again. I um, finally was uh, able to go there. And so I did, I participated in an event at um, one of their cinemas there. And there was another physician that was there sorry, not physician, and this gentleman's name is Dr. Doctor Douglas Frank, and he was there speaking on the Integrity Committee for Elections. Um, Dr. Frank is, um, well, I guess he is a world-renowned physician um, in surface electroanalytical chemistry, And so he's been working on election reform. And so he was there as a grassroots effort to educate um, the people on how to have free and fair elections coming forward or going forward. And so I was able to speak for about 20 minutes and that was really well received, but I was also kind of speaking to the choir, right? And I'm, really kind of done speaking to the choir, you know i love uplifting you guys and showing you know you too how to use your voice and speak the truth and trust in god i love that message but i also want to help save the people that have been propagandized and this was certainly an opportunity well, the next day, I went with Jennifer to their nation's capital, and I went into the different departments, uh, the Office of the President, Vice President of the Navajo Nation, and some of their legislative areas, and I passed out books. And for, oh, for the parade, I also passed out um, about 400 flyers, and so... That was a really great opportunity. You know, I I went in there and I was like, my name is Jody. I worked at PIMC. I believe the government's trying to kill you. And um, I want to talk to you about that. So, I mean, kind of crazy to go off with a message like that. My son, Benjamin, my 13-year-old, he came with me. Well, we went into the radio station. It's a Christian radio and it's called Across Nations And I was met there with a radio producer um, and she was amazing. And, you know, there was a couple of other kids, not kids, sorry, young men there probably in their late twenties. And as soon as they heard why I was there, I mean, I didn't say the government is killing you. I just said, I believe that the government had deadly hospital protocols that killed a lot of people. And I'm here to sound the alarm because they're gonna be pushing out another experimental medication on you guys. And one of the gentlemen said, well, what we did here on the reservation helped save people. And I said, I don't believe it did. I believed it caused greater harm. And he was very combative with me. And he said, no, that's not true. And, you know, if we didn't do that, we would have lost more people. And I said, I believe that because you did that, you lost more people. And he was not ready for the message at all. Even so much so that my 13-year-old, who looks like he's 18, but he's not, he's just a child, Um, had to step in at, you know, to this guy and say, you know, excuse me, but you might want to listen and hear what she has to say. And I was very proud of Benjamin for doing that. But let me tell you, it did not feel good. I was not sure how this man would react. And, you know, I mean, here I am, a blonde hair, blue eyed, white woman coming in saying that the government is killing you. I know that's not very well received. And you would think that with a population such as the Native communities that the government has literally killed them and experimented on them so much throughout the years that they would not be receptive to this. But they were. They were. I mean, they wear their masks, they isolated from their family and friends. And that was why it was so hard for me to penetrate this community because the people that understood my message, agreed with my message, tried to tell their family and friends what was happening. And it was so divisive that they said, "Jody, I can't talk to them about it anymore. At this point, I mean, I have to just let them make their own decisions and should harm come to them, it's just going to come because if I keep talking to them, they're going to remove me out of the family. They're going to, you know, tell me not to come around anymore. And when this young man just, I could see the hurt and the pain in his eyes, right? And I knew that he suffered so much death. I, I saw it. I dealt with it, but to deal with it and losing your family and your friends at such a high rate, I I had the utmost empathy for him and I didn't talk over him or anything, you know, but maybe a little bit because I was like, oh, listen, I have nothing to gain here. I lost my job. You know, I, I can't get a job in this career anymore because of what I know. It was, it was, you know, I had to hone back my fighting spirit too, because I knew that he had so much pain and, you know, he said to me, you know, I'm not even hearing you. I didn't even hear what you had to say. And he left and they took me back into the studio and and I did my recording. But then when I came out and Benjamin and I were walking to the car, I thought, oh my gosh, Father, like, what am I in for? You know, I didn't know if he had done something to my truck or what, but he comes out of the building as I'm sitting in the truck about to pull away and he stares at me and gives me this, like, evil-looking smirk, and I realized what I had just done. I blew the whistle again, and I have no idea how that's going to be received. And it's such a crazy place to be in, but just as much as I trusted our Father to guide me when I released it to the world... You know, he 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 opened up the door for me to come in and speak to them. And I did. And I have to just trust that he he does his work through them. I mean, you know, to have about 50 books go around and hundreds of flyers. I hope that there's talk up on the community because I want I I read My plea was to have the government of the Navajo Nation educate people, right? I want to help educate the nurses there on the land in IV therapy and alternative medicine and also help them to get back to their native roots, and native ways of eating and to grow food for the community and be less dependent on the government. So I'm really hoping that I have a conversation with them and we can go forward in helping heal the land and the people and educating their nurses that can go out to the homes and give high dose vitamin C, D, zinc, these types of things, That can really help to build up their immune system and educate them on eating a whole food diet, no processed food and or very little of it, like an 80 20 kind of thing, you know, and um, so that's that's my hope. That's that's what I'm hoping goes forward. I'm hoping a lot more people stand together and say no we're not doing this anymore we refuse to be experimented on we lost too many people the first go around we're going to do things different this time and that is my hope um i anybody listening to this please share this with your community anybody that can make a difference they can reach out to me on my website at jodyomalleyrn.com And I um, will definitely get back to them. You know, it's a very weird position that I'm in right now, uh, not having income coming in, doing this volunteer work that I'm doing, even the radio show, you know, and just getting out the message. But guys, I'm here to tell you, trust in the will of God for your life. Because even though I don't have like this money to rely on, the Lord is never going to send you to the fire and not see you through it. And so I really hope, I really hope that you lean on the side of faith and you speak your truth. Because what happened when I went to the different um, leader's office there And I spoke with their secretaries and other people that were walking by and they heard what I had to say. They were telling me their stories. They were telling me their story of their, you know, auntie who was healthy and just died, you know, walking. She was just dead. You know, people that have had issues since taking this injection. And when we don't talk to each other, we don't hear the stories, right? Right we can't relate to each other because your experience is in your own mind it's not out there for people to relate to and there's so many stories like this of injuries that have happened and deaths that i also encourage them to go to a thousandwidows.org that's another organization that i'm working with to Get the medical records from the hospital and have nurses review them so that we can compile some data and hold these hospital administrators and HHS accountable for going against all known best available science. And this time, I am just even louder as I'm traveling to Michigan and as I traveled to Dallas this past week. I'm going to do a show on healing for the ages. What Dr. Artis got together with our amazing Dr. Henry Ely. He has a show on this network, energetic healing radio. He comes on right after we do. So listen to him. He's amazing. Um, They got together with Dr. Group and Dr. Janice Schmidt, um, Schmidt, and they presented solutions and also a vast amount of research that these spike proteins are made from venom. And I know that that's like so crazy, but listen, listen, I want you to hear me loud and clear. Do not shut down to hearing alternative people speak because anything you hear on mainstream media is for a reason. They've already constructed their narrative and their messaging to be so perfect that it is all funded by Pfizer. So we have to be looking at alternative media sources and, you know, this, this injection, let's talk about that as we close out the show. So based on the, Advisory Committee on Immunization Practices, ACIP, they had uh, a meeting on September 12th. And here is the big takeaways that I took from them. This is the available data from COVID-19 vaccine manufacturers. Pfizer, their preclinical data was tested on mice, okay? They gave mice the XBB 1.5 variant. And it said that it demonstrated increased neutralizing response across several, several XBB pseudoviruses. And now they are injecting humans with that. Again, Dr. Um, Judy Mikovic's I was just with her for healing for the ages, and she said, "We need to have COVID parties like we did for the for the chicken pox for kids." And I was like, "Yes, absolutely. Kids are not affected by it. So let's let's spread this out, which we should have done in 2020, but instead, we isolated people. And then gave them an experimental injection, mRNA technology, never before used on humans. And we created just an awful response to the virus. If this virus would have just went through our community and we gave our community some instruction on boosting up their immune system, and creating a healthy environment, we would have been done. And I believe that wholeheartedly. But instead, if we go to the open bear system, which is which is designed to allow the browsing and searching of all the reports without the need to compose an advanced search criteria. I mean, it is so difficult to go to bears and go through and pick out what information you want to know about. Well, open VAERS does that, right? And so as of September 14th, there are 2.5, more than 2.5 million reports of vaccine adverse events in VAERS. And that is so underreported. They say that the bears uh, reporting system only accounts for one percent of the cases, one percent as of that as of today, thirty six thousand one hundred and thirty five covid vaccine reported deaths and forty six thousand one hundred and fifty three total reported deaths. And so, I'm just hoping that people look at this and realize you don't need this. You don't get another experimental injection. There is no reason for it. They say maybe people 65 and older should get it. But again, how about we tell people to eat a well-balanced diet of fruits and vegetables and proteins and some carbs but not processed. How about if we tell people to go out into the sun and get some sunshine and open up their doors this flu season, right? Try to open up your windows a little bit, create some ventilation and circulation. And if you really want to step up your game and you have some money, you can get destruction technology in your HVAC system. I wave air is one that Kristen and Tammy um light. So Eye wave Air technology. You know, there there's so much that we can do. And I cannot wait to talk about the things that I learned from Dr. Artis and the physicians there at Healing for the Ages. Uh, i suggest you go to healingfortheages.com and get on their list because they're going to um they're going to release this in-person event and i believe i know i think it was 100 dollars to attend it virtually but if you use my code jody you get 10% off and um and i'll tell you guys it is hours, I think it's more than like 16 hours of information. And I am going to really sit down and, and be a student so I can speak on it appropriately and hopefully share some of that information with you guys. Um, but, you know, I'm here on my girl's trip. <laughs> it's supposed to be just a girl's trip. But, you know, Kristen and Tammy, they're both whistleblowers as well they spoke out against the mask and OSHA and them trying to create a permanent temporary standard and, and they've done so much, but I, I really just wanted to get this message out to you guys and have you pray for me and pray for the natives that are going to hear my message of, you know, to keep the mask off. It doesn't work. It promotes fear and compliance and, it causes greater harm than good. You know, we we do have that um, Cochrane review, you know, that came out, and they're supposed to be the gold standard. But even, even they said that they, you know, that they they reviewed all of these different studies and articles and or studies, and they realized that, well, let's see. They have on here, what were the results of the review? The medical or surgical mask, they looked at seven studies that took place in the community and two studies in healthcare workers. Compared with wearing no mask, wearing a mask may make little to no difference in how many people caught a flu-like illness and probably makes no difference in how many people have flu confirmed by a laboratory test. The N95 respirators, I hear people talking about that all the time, and they reviewed four studies, wherein healthcare workers, and one small study was in the community. Compared with wearing medical or surgical masks, wearing N95 e 2 respirators probably makes little to no difference in how many people have confirmed flu, and make little to no difference in how many people catch a flu-like illness. Hand hygiene. Following a hand hygiene program may reduce the number of people who catch a respiratory or flu-like illness or have confirmed flu compared with people not following such program. And this was done in 16 studies with over 61,000 people. And so, guys, look to God. Focus on Yeshua and what he wants for your life. I cannot stress that enough. Really, at the end of the day, yes, I came out as the vaccine nurse whistleblower, and I'm blowing the whistle on the hospital protocol. And a federal judge just ruled that in July that I made non frivolous allegations, and I, and HHS has to hand over their entire agency file related to my allegations. And many of those I shared with you the, on the first half of this show, but we're moving forward. You know, God is building up his army. I call it the remnant. I feel so much in my soul that the remnant is gathering and it is our job to shine the light and expose the darkness. And that is why I am creating a movement I first called it a community because it is. It's going to be a private membership community movement and empowering people to increase their confidence. And what I mean by that is health. I'm going to bring in all of these amazing experts and I'm going to bring them in to educate you guys. I am on the journey myself. I am down 10 pounds. I have energy throughout the day, you know, and I'm just, I'm I'm changing my life because I want to be prepared. I do not want to be brought down anymore. And I want to empower people to have courage to walk in the Lord's calling for their life. And so what my plan is, is to create that community of empowered women of faith to go out and shine their light and expose the darkness. And if you guys um, are listening to this and it's Saturday, September 16th, hasn't taken place yet, I am inviting you to come and join me, Tammy and Kristen. These ladies were so amazing. They wanted to create a fundraiser for me. Because they know, you know, that this whistleblowing isn't the easiest life. Uh, I, I don't make money when I speak. I've read, nine, I don't know, 95% of the time I am funding my own trip. You know, I don't get paid to do this radio show. I don't get paid on social media. Um, so they are creating a fundraiser for me. And if you guys are in... Ferrisburg, Michigan. It will be at North Beach Park. And it will be from 1 to 3 p.m. But you can um sorry. Yeah, 1 to 3 p.m. I was looking at it Mountain Standard time. So I showed up on my phone. But 1 to 3 p.m. Eastern time. And um, I would love to meet you in person. Please go to my website, sign up for Um, the subscription um, so that I have your email and you can see if you want to be a part of this movement as well. So until next time, guys, we are all out of time. I thank you for giving me the gift of your time and for listening to this message. Please share, share, share the out loud truth and support us. We are five strong nurses, not afraid to engage in this battle. We are on a mission to empower, encourage, and educate you guys with the tools that you need to speak the truth as well. So until next time, be safe, be well, and God bless my friends.